Praise the Lord. Amen. Does anyone else need a, uh, a paper or a pen? Or You're out. Never mind. You don't have any. Scoot close to someone and you can uh, borrow theirs. Take a picture of their paper if you'd like to. Um, amen. I want to preface this just for a moment before we uh, uh, get into our scripture. Uh, but again, welcome to uh, Wednesday study. We're glad you're here. Are you glad that you're here? Amen. 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 It's good to have uh, my mother-in-law, Peggy Powell, with us this evening. Very glad that she is with us tonight. Amen. I just want to preface this uh, for a quick moment for those that are here and those that will be joining online. Um, I want to be a Bible church. Amen. I want to be a Bible church. I don't want to be any other type of church. Uh, there's different sorts out there, but I want to be a Bible-believing uh, church. I want to be the church of God. Amen. And there's things that uh, need to be evident, that need to be evident, that must be evident to be the church of God. Amen. Amen. And we're going to talk about a little bit of that tonight and uh, go over that. You'll be able to fill uh, the blanks in and all that. Pretty much the only thing that you don't have is uh, the scriptures that are um, listed in some of the areas, but they will be on the screen this evening. Um, that's different than my notes. So uh, mo most of what you have is what I have in front of me as well. Just obviously I'll give uh, Darren Gilbert commentary, if you will. But if you have your Bibles or your uh, paper, we're going to go to Galatians, Galatians 1. Galatians 1. And we're going to begin reading at verse 10. Galatians 1. Reading at verse 10. Galatians 1 and verse 10. Somebody say the church of God. The church of God. For do, I, for do I now persuade men of God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Somebody say amen. But I cert certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after me. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. I'm so thankful for the assembly of people that are in this house. God, I'm asking that your word your power, your spirit would reign in this place right now. It is not by might nor by power. It's only by your spirit, says the word of the Lord. And Lord, I ask that our spirits and our hearts, Lord, would be open to what you desire to do in us and through us. Let our mind, O oh Lord, be open. Let our heart be open to what you want to do. Lord, I'm praying right now, and I pray these individuals that are here would join me in this prayer. Lord, make us pliable. 
for you, Lord, to do what you desire to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, and the church says amen. Amen, amen. amen. I will um, go quickly because I know Brother uh, Gary is going to help us on the screen. Uh, for those of you that are joining online, uh, you'll just need to go quickly. Amen. The church of God, the church of God is the body, is the body of called out believers. I'm going to say this again. I know it's in front of you, but as I said, I'm going to give Darren Gilbert commentary, if you will. The church of God is the body of called out believers. You are not to be like everybody else. We're called out believers. We are called out believers. Composed of those who have been baptized into Jesus Christ by water and spirit. Is there anybody that's been baptized by water and spirit in the house tonight? Amen. Not two of you are. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? I know you were trying to write, maybe. I don't know. It's a... The Bible describes the church as the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, and a spiritual temple where the Spirit of God dwells. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to be the church of God, I want... And I'll just be honest with you, there's sometimes that people would probably wonder if I've got the Spirit of God dwelling inside of me because I have Darren Gilbert attitude. Does anybody else have? No, no, you don't have Darren Gilbert attitude, but does anybody have attitude? Amen? But we... <laughs> Do I need to meddle right here for just a moment? Is that, that's what I'm feeling. Amen? We... <laughs> We, if we are the temple where the Spirit of God dwells, then we need to make sure that the Spirit of God dwells in us. People need to know that the Spirit of God dwells in us. And this is, praise God, I'm trying not to. I want to stay focused because if I don't, we're going to go too long. But I'm going to talk about this for a moment. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost... You are filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. What's supposed to happen is we're supposed to change. Amen? We're supposed to change. Everything about us is supposed to change. But we're human. And sometimes that takes a little while. Amen? It's okay. Y'all can say amen. Everybody knows anyway. We're not hiding anything. We need to allow the Spirit of God to do work inside of us. What happens a lot of times, a lot of times, is there is a denial of the Spirit and the presence of God that's there. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? This is be Darren Gilbert commentary. This is not factual. This is just what I've seen. The Spirit of God has filled somebody with his, God has filled that person with his Spirit, and the evidence of speaking other tongues They've been baptized in Jesus' name, but nothing has changed. They act the same. They talk the same. They look the same. Nothing has changed. Praise God. If we are going to be a church, somebody say, I'm the church. Somebody say, I'm the church. I'm the church. I'm the church. I'm the church. 
if we're going to be the church where the Spirit of God dwells, then there's things that's got to happen. Amen? We do not need to deny the Spirit of God, but let the Spirit of God do a work in us. So it is evident that the Spirit of God dwells there. Amen? And it's okay. You have an attitude. I have an attitude. The Spirit of God cracks that whip, if you will, and you feel that conviction. And so then you know, hey, I don't need to do that anymore. Or, hey, I need to start doing this now. And we do not need to deny that. That's another lesson for another time. I'm just talking about the church of God. What does the church of God look like? I want to look like the church of God, and I want to be the church of God from the inside all the way to the outside. Clap your hands under the Lord if you believe that. <laughs> Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseer to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. The church is both local and universal. The mission of the church of God is to, here's some blanks for you, first and foremost, and I'm going to commentate on this, worship and glorify God. In these four walls and outside of these four walls. It's all right. I'll put my microphone down and I'll clap on that one. Every morning, I pray. Right now, I'm the only one. I'm taking Tate to school. My wife takes the rest of school because he goes early. But every morning, I pray, Lord, help Tate. Help me worship you with our life. Amen? Let our teachers and our friends see you inside of me. And I'm not here to give you my prayer for my children, but the church of God is to worship and glorify God at church on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night and everywhere else that our feet take us. Amen. Somebody believe that. Say amen. It is not what Darren thinks. It's what the word of God teaches. We are to worship and glorify God. Put a smile on his face. Lift him up. Everything I do is to honor Jesus Christ. Everything I do is to worship Jesus Christ. Number two, evangelize the world. Evangelize the world. And develop the saints to maturity. Evangelize the world and develop the saints to maturity. Every member, every member of the church of God is his own priest to God through Jesus Christ and can communicate with God directly. You can. I can. Talk to Jesus Christ. That's what the church of God does. That's what the church of God is made to do. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, the church of God. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. I'm going to hurry. 
I'm going to try to be methodical, but also be interesting. Amen. <laughs> Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points. Somebody say all points. All points, all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have the ability to go before the Lord and petition him and talk to him and speak to him and he will hear our prayer. Why does Truth Church center their month, every month around prayer? Why do we do that? Right here's why. That's the church of God. The church of God needs to have men that pray. The church of God needs to have women that pray. The church of God needs to have families that pray together. Amen? The church of God, the definition is we got to be prayer people. We got to be talk communicators with Jesus Christ. So that's why we do that. That's why it's part of what we do and who we are. We are the church of God. And I don't want to just be the church of God, but hey, we're the church of God. Isn't that wonderful? Who cares if we say it? We need to be it. Amen? Amen. We need to talk like, look like, act like, Bishop used to say spit like, the word of God. We are the church of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Each member, each member of the church of God has a position of service. A position of service, which includes bearing one another's burdens and praying for one another. Every single member of the church of God has a position of service. What we should do, not just when somebody has a need, not just when somebody's in the hospital and we know about it, but what we should do because we are the church of God. Brother Jason, I love you. Not just when you're in need. I love you all the time. Brother Ben, I, I love you all the time. Not just when you're here. Not just when we're having fun. I love you all the time. That's what the church of God is supposed to do. And I'm supposed to pray for that person. And I'm supposed to love on that person. And I'm supposed to care for that person all the time. Amen? So we have a point of service. It's all right to clap. We have a position of service, which includes bearing one another's burdens. Why does Truth Church have family leaders? Because we're trying to be the church of God. Why do your family leaders, don't ignore their calls. Don't ignore them when they say, hey, listen, we have a need in our family group. Why, why are they doing that? Because we're trying our best to be the church of God. We want to bear one another's burdens to so fulfill the law of Christ. That's what we want to do. It's all right. Praise God. We want to pray for you. Why does Brother Gary send out texts when there's a special need, an urgent need? Because we want to be the church of God. And we want to pray for each other. 
What we should do is we should have a list all to ourselves, and we can. We can do that. Your church center app, my church center app can make that happen. You can put your information there, and it can, you can pick what information you want it to be on there, and it'll make it really easy for you to scroll through. What I do, because I have administration access, is I go through the attendance, the people who are in attendance, and I begin to pray for them every week. Why do I do that? Because I want to be the church of God. And I, I'm sincerely, when I say, sincerely saying that, I want to be the church of God. I just don't want to pray for you when you're in need and snotting and crying here at the altar. I want to pray for you when everything's going great and you're at work and everything's fine and your family's doing well because that's what the church of God is. Amen. Amen. You need to be praying for one another. Galatians 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, yea, which are ye which are spiritual, rather, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. That means that we don't hit somebody over the head when somebody does wrong. Amen? Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Again, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What we got to do is we, I sent it out on purpose. I had Sister Ivy put it on our, our email. Hope you watched it. Hope you looked at it. Brother Bernard teaching about backsliders. When a backslider comes into this church, someone that has walked away and departed from God, what I want Truth Church to do is I want us to be the church of God. Come on in. We don't condone what you did, but we love you. Amen. We're not cheerleading that you did wrong, but what we are doing is we're welcoming you and we're cheerleading you, walking back in the household of faith. We're going to love you. We're going to care for you. We're going to have a, save a seat for you right beside me. Why? Because we want to be the church of God. Somebody say amen. amen. The church is also to train and equip believers for the task of the church. For God has given the church special ministers. What we desire to do here at Truth Church, if you're wondering, if you don't know, if you're, you haven't gone through first steps, if maybe you, you haven't gone through deeper life, we want to train and we want to equip. My goal as a pastor is for you not to stay the same. I don't want to stay the same. Every single week I try Grow. Do something different. Learn something. Read a book. Do something that would cause my spirit to blossom and grow. I don't. Maybe you do. May, and if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. I don't want to ever feel like I've arrived. I don't. I sincerely don't. I don't want to ever feel like I, I arrived. I've made it. I'm somebody. I'm no. Never do I want to feel like that, and I don't want to impart that to you. So that's why I'm transparent when I say that. We need to make sure that we're allowing ourselves to grow spiritually. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible over and over again, something else comes up. I sent something out to our executive team, and, and all of them individually, I, or couples rather, and they watched it. 
I've watched it three times. It was really awesome. One of the uh, ladies that I sent it to on our executive team, she said, I watched it again. This is the most incredible thing. I absolutely love it. And I replied back. I said, I've watched it three times, and I get it. I'm going to watch it again because I've got something new every single time. Because I want to grow spiritually. Amen. You should want to grow as a Christian, as the body of Christ. You should want to grow. Amen. Praise God. Train and equip. That's our job. That's my job. That's why we bring evangelists in here. That's why we bring, uh, there's something that we haven't had in a very long time. We're going to have a prophet here in October. Make sure you're here. The last Saturday, the last, I believe it's the last Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of October. Make sure you're here. Because we're going to have a prophet of God. We're going to prepare ourselves before he gets here. Because I want God to do something that we, most of us, some of us have never seen in the house. I want the prophet of God to speak the word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm hungry for it, church. That's why, we're, that's why I'm going over this. That's why I'm talking about this tonight. It's not going to be hanging from any kind of chandeliers like we have them anyway. But I want, I want there to be some understanding and some knowledge that we gain from this that would cause us to hunger for it, ladies and gentlemen. I want God to do a work here. I want to be the church of God because that's what he's coming back for. He's coming back for his church. And I want everything that the word of God says is supposed to be happening and evident in his church. I want it to be here. Amen. I want it to be evident in your life because we're the church. Somebody say we're the church. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. This is what it's for, for the perfecting of the saints. Now, let me stop for a moment and just talk about that right there. For the perfecting of the saints. That means that stuff's got to happen to me to be perfected. That means that I can't be stagnant. That means that I cannot be the same that I have always been forever and ever and ever and ever and ever until Jesus comes back. And so that means, man, I'm trying not to preach. That means when the pastor preaches, that means when an evangelist preaches, that means when a prophet comes, that means when a teacher teaches, that something, if it is biblical and truth and found in the word of God, there should be something that happens to me. In my mind, in my heart, in my life, something should take place. But if I repel that, if I don't want that, if I don't acknowledge the word of God, if I don't respond to the word of God. If I don't respond to the word of God, then there is going to be no change. That's like, seriously, that is like, hey, listen, you need to put a fire extinguisher in your house. You need to put fire detectors in your house. No, I'm not going to do that. I think that's dumb. But you're going to have 77 candles lit. Does that make any sense to you what I'm trying to say? You've been given some information that is going to help you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the steps and the measures to make sure that I am prepared. 
that I'm ready. I'm changing some things. I may knock it down to 60 instead of 77 because that's a lot of flames going on in the house. Praise God. I, that's just my brain thinking. But we need to allow the teaching and the training to be able to happen. We got to be receptive to the word of God for the perfecting of the saints. Till we all come into in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the faithfulness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children. Mm, I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to just toss to and fro and carry it about with every wind of doctrine. I'm going to talk about that. Let's go back. Go back, go back to verse 13. Till we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect, the perfect man, unto the measure of, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Listen, that we henceforth be no more children. Do you mean that I'm not supposed to stay a child? You mean I'm supposed to grow? Tossed to and fro and carried about with everything that's out there. No, I'm supposed to stay true to the word of God by the sight of man and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. If you stay a child, amen. I'm just going to move on. The scripture says that I don't have to commentate it. But speaking the truth in love, love God, serve others, live for God, share with others. Our desire as a church is to speak the truth in love. That's what we want to do. And we do that. Most definitely. In every area. If you know someone that doesn't, come tell me. Because I will speak the truth in love to them. Amen. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body fitly joined together. Praise God. Fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. First blank, apostle, apostle, one sent with a commission. Although no one can take the place of the 12 apostles of the Lamb who were eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ, other apostles exercise an, aposto an apostolic ministry by serving as pioneer missionaries and leaders. Prophet. We're going to experience this. This is going to be at our church. He doesn't call himself a prophet, but his ministry has shown that he is a prophet. Amen. We're going to experience this in October. One who imparts special messages or direction from God. Now, why did Pastor Darren say a moment ago that we're going to prepare ourselves? Because I want us to be ready to receive 
the words from the prophet of God. I want, to be, I want the ground of our heart to be broken up. I want there to be fallow ground so the word of God can come in. Amen? And it can take root and there can be impartation and there can be, we will be pliable for that word. We will be pliable for what's going to happen. I believe that what we do as we prepare, as we make ourselves ready, the guests and people that walk in here, they're going to be beneficiaries of that. I believe that. I don't know if you do, but I believe that. I want that to happen. Evangelist, preacher to the unsaved. Why does Truth Church, why does this church have evangelists come in? Come in? Because we want them to preach to some that are in these pews that sit that are unsaved and some that just walk in the doors. I want them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's, we're the church. Somebody say we're the church. We're the church of God. So we're going to have apostles. We're going to have prophets. We're going to have evangelists, pastors, a shepherd, one who leads and takes care of God's people, also called bishop, overseer, an elder. We have bishop, Bishop Gilbert here at our church, and teacher. We have teachers here at Truth Church. And I just want to, I guess, make a commercial break here. I want you to be a teacher. That's why I don't want you to stop growing. That's why I want you to be hungry for the word of God. Because I want you to be a teacher. I'd love it for you to be a teacher. I want, I want the five, amen, it's all right to clap. I want the five-fold ministry to be evident here at Truth Church. I talked about it. A lot of times we bring all that in. But the church of God has it in it. Does that make sense? We bring all of these things in. But I want it to be evident here all the time. That's what the church of God has in it. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I desire to see that. I and we do. We have teachers. Obviously, pastor. I, I want prophets to be here. I want evangelists to be a part of our church. I want them to base out of our church. I desire. I, I have friends. I have, there's other minister friends of mine that have these things evident in their church. We can have that here, Truth Church. We got to be hungry to be the church of God. And listen, they don't have to come in from out there. It can birth and be brought forth right here in the house. Amen? There are prophets. I believe that. I don't know if you do, but I believe it. There are prophets sitting among us. There are teachers sitting among us. There are pastors sitting among us. I would love it. It would be nothing greater than, it, there would be nothing greater. Save my wife and my children. To say that, man, there's a man that went from our church and is pastoring a church somewhere. That would be wonderful. I want to see those things happen here at Truth Church. Would you clap your hand if you want to see that right now? <laughs> clap your hands to one together. God has ordained church government. And he has given various ministers, roles, tasks, and offices. In addition to these we just mentioned, according to... The scripture. Everyone, somebody say everyone. everyone. Look at your neighbor and point at him and say you. Look at him again and say I'm talking to you. I didn't say I was, I said you were. Everyone should be submissive to spiritual leaders. Amen. 
Listen, and we get excited about that. It's the truth. Whether you think so or not, go look at the word of God. According to scripture, okay, everyone should be submissive to spiritual leaders and obey them as long as they are consistent with scripture. Amen. At the same time, leaders are to be servants and examples, not dictators. I'm not going to be a dictator. It's not going to happen. I will be very pointed, very pointed. Because if Paul was holding this microphone right now, you would all leave. I guarantee it. There's no doubt about it. I might even walk out the door because uh, he pr pretty intense. I'm not that intense. But that's the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be submissive to what a man of God, and I get it. I understand it. That has been abused. The Internet is full of it. The Internet is full of it. That, that office has been abused. And so when that office is abused, well, I'm not going to be submissive. That is why that you need to get in Scripture. And you need to make sure that that person that has that spiritual authority is in scripture and when you know that that is true you need to be submissive somebody say amen, amen. the church of God somebody say the church of God. the church of God the church of God is also identified by having gifts of the spirit in full operation which will remain until the second coming of Jesus Christ it's going to be evident here at Truth Church the gifts should never, never be exercised contrary to the Bible or godly leadership, but always with love, in order, and for edification of the body. The spiritual gifts are miraculous, and I know this word is not in the Bible, but they are supernatural. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. Now, there are diverse of gifts, but the same spirit. Somebody say the same spirit. Same spirit. The same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gift of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit dividing to every man servilely 
he will. Somebody say the church of God. The church of God has it evident in it. And I want it to be evident here at Truth Church. If you're wondering, if you're not sure, if you're wondering if that's going to be what happens here, it's going to be what happens here. We need to be hungry for it. We need to be prayerful for it. Amen. Paul is teaching that there is only one spirit that authors all the gifts of the spirit. For there is to be more, for there to be more than one author would create confusion. God is not the author. Somebody say he isn't. He is not the author of confusion. The gifts are to eliminate, to eradicate, to take away confusion. The gift of the Spirit, the, gift, the gifts of the Spirit that operate in the church of God can be classified as the follows. Word of wisdom, divine guidance, direction, or insight for a specific situation. I believe, and I've been praying, because I have been privy to the man of God that is coming to our church in October. I have been privy to have seen him operate. He just did a conference in Ohio. The word of wisdom was in operation. I want that to be evident here at Truth Church. But listen to me. I don't want it to stop after a man comes in. Amen? Amen. I want it to be evident. I hope this isn't spooky to you. I hope it's not because it's in the book. We just read it. Amen? I want the word of wisdom to be in operation here at Truth Church. The word of knowledge, divine revelation of a fact otherwise unknown to the recipient. That happened in this scripture reference right here. They sold a possession. They brought in a little bit of it, not all of it. He said, hey, you've done something wrong. You, you've done, you, you haven't done what you're supposed to do. A word of knowledge. Discerning of spirits. Perceiving whether something is motivated by God, an evil spirit, or a human spirit. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, amen. You just have to be in tune with Jesus Christ. You got to be praying every day. And you too can discern a spirit, whether it be of God or not. If I was to, I would say that that particular gift of revelation is more widely used than a lot of them because there's people in this room that you're sensitive and you pray and you read your Bible and you're, you understand what you read and so when something comes about, you perceive or you feel or you can look at or what's going on, you can see, man, that's, something's not right here. And you need to understand that that is because you have been praying. You have been reading. You have been seeking God's face. Amen? Amen. Discerning of spirit. That's, that's the church of God. Somebody say the church of God. Church of God. Gifts of power. Gifts of power. Faith. Faith. A special endowment of trust in God for a particular crisis, crisis or seemingly hopeless 
situation. This was put to test. When Sister Ginger and I got the news about her ailment that she had, that she no longer has, somebody say amen. amen. That faith, that's power. I've got faith in God. I've got faith in what he can do. When I can't see it, I have faith. Somebody say the church of God. The church of God needs to have the gift, the, the gift of power, that faith. It needs to be working. We need to be a church of faith. When we see the impossible, I have faith that God can. Amen? It's really hard to explain, but when there's an impossible situation, we as a body, as a unified body, we need to look at the issue or the problem, and we need to have faith. When somebody walks in here, I'm just going to talk about this for a moment because I feel the Holy Ghost right now. When there is someone in here that has an impossibility, we need to have faith as a unified body of Christ, the church of God, that God can do what his word has shown and described so many times before. This is a simple gospel. It's a simple word. And that's why that happens a lot overseas. But it doesn't have to happen just overseas. A man of God, I've seen it, heard it, talk, it's been talked about. There's been vast number of people, and they've spoken the word of faith. They said, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Repent. And they say it, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. And these are people that know nothing about this except what that man right there just preached. And they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Why? Because they're not thinking about nothing else. All they're believing is what the man of God said. Man alive. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we weren't commercialized and there wasn't so many other things that have our mind? Hollywood hadn't messed us up and no temptation of this world has not messed up. We believe it. And we have, brother, actually have faith when there's a need. And it doesn't happen. Can it happen progressively? Yes. Can it happen over time? Yes. I believe if we would unify in faith that God would do it right now. It happens everywhere else, but quite frankly, I'm sick of hearing about it happen everywhere else. I want it to happen here. Amen. Gifts of healing. We read about it just a moment ago. Divine healing, either instantaneously or progressive. I, there's, I'm not diminishing progressive. I want divine healing right now to happen. Do you understand the reason he was noised abroad was because of that kind of stuff right there. Right. He was doing divine healing. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with Truth Church of Denison listed out on the sign right there. It has to do with Jesus Christ. I want the gift of healing to be in operation here at Truth Church. Why? Because I... Let me tell you something. They don't care about doctrine when they know somebody's being healed. They don't care about nothing else. They don't care about if you're, if you're friendly or nice or kind or whatever, if you shook their hand or told them they look pretty. They don't care. If they hear that the gift of healing is in operation, people will come running 
Amen. To Jesus Christ. And then when they experience or they see the gift of healing and operation, then it doesn't matter. What happens is the delete button is pushed of all of the commercialization in their mind, the things that bring doubt, it deletes it because I can't unsee. Listen to me. I cannot unsee Brother Matt Tuttle praying for a lady in a wheelchair that I seen all week at a general conference. I can't unsee her getting out of that wheelchair. I can't unsee her walking out of the Coliseum and her wheelchair sitting on top of, it was the last service. The last night, she wasn't coming back. She walked out with her husband. I can't unsee that. You're not going to convince me otherwise. This truth right here is the only truth that there is. Period. You're not going to convince me otherwise. And when you, and I, this is what I, God does it. God works everything out for our good. But I believe he allows sometimes for something to happen. To shake us. To where we have to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I promise you, blind Bartimaeus, you're not going to have to convince him of anything. Whatever he says is true, period. I couldn't see, but now I can see. The gift of healing, divine healing. Amen. I think I read all that already. Church purchased healing for the body of Christ and gave believers authority to lay hands on the sick for their recovery. Truth Church, I'm not saying, and I don't like it. I don't like it when there's, boom, everybody putting their hands on everybody. And neither does anyone else. But we are to be the church of God. And if it's decent and in order, amen, we need to be the church of God. And you need to take authority. You have the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Lay hands on the sick. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And it can happen. Do you have faith that it can? I'm not just trying to get your response. I want to know, do you have faith that God can use you? You can be a conduit for his healing. Power to work. I believe that. The elders are to anoint the sick with oil. And the prayer of healing in Jesus' name. That's why we have oil that's up here. That's why we do that at the end of our services every single week. Why? Because I want there to be miracles that happen. I want healing to take place mentally, physically, emotionally. And I believe it can happen. Amen? Do you believe it can happen? My next question is, do we as a unified body want it to be evident here in our church? Working of miracles, working of miracles, direct intervention by God in a situation transcending natural laws. I want the working of miracles to be evident at Truth Church of Denison. Well, listen, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer. And fasting. We're going to have to be prayer warriors. And we're going to have to be people that, that we stop and say, no, I'm going to push the plate away because I want to see something happen. Amen? Amen? I'm not talking about Pastor Darren sanctifying a fast. 
We do that. But I'm talking about we need to be aware as every individual. I want to see the working of miracles in operation at this church. That's why it is important that we unify. That's why it's important that you and you and you and you and you and everybody in this room, we unify in that knowledge, in that conversation, and we talk about it. I'm sick and tired of good church. I want great church. Amen? I, it's, it's easy for us to say, man, we had good church, man. That praise team, they sang really good. And man, that was really good. A few people prayed at the front. We baptized somebody. I want great church. Great church, these things are evident. Amen. I'm hurrying. Oh, my goodness. It's 755. Gifts of utterance. I'm hurrying. I'm going to go through this quickly. Prophecy. Prophecy. A message from God in the known language. In a more general sense, every anointed testimony, preaching, and praise can be called prophecy. I'm going to skip through these quickly, give you the blanks, and then you can, uh, you can read the rest on your own. Diverse kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues. The scripture references there. I was going to talk about them, but I'm not now. So go read those. It gives examples of what it's talking about. Interpretation of tongue. Giving the meaning of a public message in tongues. That's evident here at Truth Church, but I will say it's not enough. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's not enough. I want to see it happen more. Praise God. We got to learn how to tarry. We have to learn how to wait on the Lord. We have to learn how to respond as a unified body. Let me just, I'm going to put this out there right now so you never have to guess. There's never going to be a time that Pastor Darren, I hate even referring to myself as a preacher or any preacher that I have come to this pulpit, that they don't want a response. So you can just, just erase that from your brain and say, hey, it doesn't matter if he's preaching about Captain Crunch today. Pastor Darren wants somebody to respond to the word of the Lord. I'm never going to bring a, a messenger or a preacher here that I'm not going to want to respond myself and to you, you to respond too. And we need to respond because when we respond, the power and the presence of God comes in and God can begin to do a work. We can stop, Brother Garcia, and we can wait on the Lord and God can come in and speak to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. I'm going to read that. I want to go. I know, I know that you have that there, but I, I wanted to talk about this. Jesus Christ instituted the Lord's Supper. He instituted the Lord's Supper, communion for his church, commanded remembrance of what Jesus, commemorating what, the remembrance of what Jesus did to purchase, praise God, I don't know what it did, to purchase the church of God. We are going to do this here in a few months. We're going to bring this up. We're going to bring this to our church. I want it to be more than just taking a cup and a stale piece of bread. I want God to begin to do a work in here. If you're wondering, I've been a part of communion services where the Spirit of God has come in. We need to understand what we are doing and we need to allow God to come in and do a work. We need to prepare ourselves before we come in this place. Amen? We're going 
we're consecrating, we're getting ready. We need to prepare before we even walk in the building. We, if you need to fast, fast. If you need to pray, pray. But get ready for what God can do when we come into the house of God. And to partake that, we're going to take it in reverence. We're gonna, there's going to be self-examination. I, I talk about that often. I always look at me. We need to look at ourselves. Self-examination. There needs to be repentance. There needs to be remembering what the Lord did for us on a daily basis. Not just at communion time. Amen? The church of God should meet regularly. I'm gonna, this is a good one. I'm going to talk on this one for a minute. The church of God should meet regularly and often. It is not required to observe Sabbath laws because the church is not bound by ceremonial laws. Those scriptures, read them. It talks about that. The church enjoys spiritual sanctification and rest every day in the Holy Ghost, setting aside Listen to this, setting aside weekly day of rest and designating times for group worship, fellowship, and interaction are still valid principles that we should follow as a body of Christ. Now listen to me. This is Darren's commentary here. What we have done here at Truth Church is we have small groups because I understand, and I'm not dumb, that we don't get together like we should. So Brother Ben, Sister Bailey, they lead our small groups. And we have small group launches. Not just to dunk people in a dunk tank. And not just to shave somebody's head. And not just to have a good refreshment, if you will. But what we want to do is we want to be the church of God. And the church of God, yes, we need to worship together. And we need to pray together. You see what I'm talking about here? We're not just having prayer meetings. And we're not just having church services to just have church services. We're not just having small groups to have small groups. What are we doing? We're wanting to be the church of God because we need to have fellowship and there needs to be breaking of bread and we need to be in our community so somebody may see and know that, hey, they're not going to say this, but they'll realize and find out they're the church of God. But we need to follow these principles now more than ever. Why now more than ever? Because it is a woke time that we're living in. And the church is being silenced. Amen? The church is being silenced. And so what we have to do is we got to be the church of God in every area, not just in this four walls. We need to be the Book of Acts church in every area. The early church met on Sundays in commemoration of the Lord's resurrection. Acts 20 and verse 7 talks about that. Every member of the church of God should be faithful. Make sure it says that right. Yep, faithful. Faithful. Yep, that's what it says. Faithful, every, every member of the church of God should be faithful. Yep, say faithful. That, did y'all say faithful? Did, faithful? Yep, it says faithful, that's right. Faithful to the meetings of the local church. Did it say faithful? It said faithful, yep, it said faithful. Fa we got to be faithful. We got to come together. We got to be faithful. Listen to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. That, what? 
That means that we got to go to we got to go Chick Fil A together. I mean, it's God's chicken, and we're being the church of God, fellowshipping. That means that I should listen to me, Darren's commentary here. Make time to be a part of a small group. Now listen, you can think what you want, and I really don't care. I, I seriously, sincerely do not. I'm not pinning roses on me. I am just making a statement. I said it on Sunday. I'm going to say it again. I went to my son's little sixth-grade football game on Friday night. The wonderful man that was operating the clock did not know how to do that accurately, or he had too many jobs. And so it took way longer than it should have for a little sixth-grade game. Brother Bill, I was in Garland. I didn't want to drive at 745 all the way to Euless, but I did. Listen, nobody wants to do this. That day, I had to go to Dallas to meet a guy, that's, or the man, Brother Maxwell, Brother Josh Youngblood's uh, father-in-law, had to meet him about our flooring that we're trying to get for the gym, for the common area. I met him. I wanted to get home because I knew I've got to go home, I've got to shower, I've got to try to pack some stuff, and then I've got to drive to Garland, and then I've got to drive over there to Euless. I didn't want to do that. But I went to Dallas, and then I knew our men were meeting in babes. And I'm not pinning roses on me. I'm just saying, if you want to, you will. If you want to be involved and communicating and in community with your church, you will. You may not think so. And I, I'm just, be quite frankly, frank, I'm just, I am sick and tired. It's just too much. It's the body. We're the church of God. Man, we will run all over the place for everything else. Why don't we run all over the place to be with our brothers and sisters in the Lord? Do you know that everybody gets tired? Do you know that? Do you know it costs money for everything? Did y'all know that? It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It costs money for everything. But there's some things we have no problem giving money to. If it has to do with the body of Christ and you fellowshipping with the body of Christ, be a part of it. Yeah. Parents, I commend you last year. I commend you. I, I, I'm, I'm for you. You, you motivated me. <laughs> Football games were over. Band was over. And the youth retreat was going on. And there were people that wanted to go. And they wanted to go, so what did I say? Man, if they're willing to fellowship and be a part of the youth ministry event, I'm going to drive them there. So I took like six students in my vehicle all the way out in the rainy, nasty, got my car all dirty, but I didn't care. I cleaned it up the next day. Why? Because they were doing whatever it took to be in fellowship with their youth group. So parents that allow that to happen, I commend you. Thank you for meeting me at the Baptist Church in South Maid last year because we made that happen. If you want to see it happen, if you want to be a part of it, you'll do whatever it takes. Amen? Anyways, that was just Darren commentary. I'm going back to, I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 10. I'm almost done. Give me about a minute. Not forsaking. I'm going to go back to that word. What's that word again? 
Faithful. It's faithful, actually. Good, good try. Uh, better look next time. Every member of the church of God should be faithful to the meetings of the local church. We got it, ladies. Oh, man, here it goes. I'm going to help you out, Sister Ginger. Ladies, we have a speaker coming. And we're going to pay her money because the workman's worthy of her hire. But she's also really good. That's why Sister Ginger had her back. Very impressed. But we're going to have Sister Pebble Wisdom. Pebble Wisdom. Why did I forget that? Pebble Wisdom. She's going to be here for our ladies' event in October. I'm just going to set this out here. If you want to, you'll do whatever it takes to be there. Well, I work on Friday night. Do you work on Saturday morning? I know you're going to be tired, but just come. Do whatever it takes to be here. We're the church of God. We need to have fellowship together. Hey, man, man that, was, that was very, that was like golf clapping, but that's okay. I don't know what it is. Sister Peggy, you're going to have to come more often because I'm feeling my oats tonight or something. Goodness gracious. Not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as he sees the day approaching. What? So God's coming back soon. And we can see it. You can see it in the news. You can see it in the tabloids. You can see it or hear it on the radio. You can see it on the internet. Everywhere we can see that God's coming back very, very soon. So you know what I need to do? I don't need to forsake being at church. I don't need to forsake being at a ladies' event. I don't need to forsake being at men's prayer. I don't need to forsake being at women's prayer. And most definitely, I don't need to forsake my family being at church-wide prayer. Now here, I'm done. This is it. We need to be the church of God. Okay? We need to be the church of God. And if we're going to be the church of God, everything that I've talked about, everything that's on your paper, it needs to be evident in our home first and foremost. Because we're the church of God. This building is not the church of God. We are the church of God. Amen? It needs to be evident in our home. It needs to be evident in our prayer meetings. It needs to be evident in our church. Amen? Why does Pastor Darren, I've talked about this, said this before, those of you that have been around a long time. Why do we have church-wide prayer? The reason that we have church-wide prayer is because I want what I now know. I didn't know this as a young kid that came to Saturday night prayer meeting. I now know that when I was a kid at 102 West Harrison Street, the church of God was evident every single time that we had prayer. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? There was the word of knowledge. There was tongues and interpretation of tongues. There was healing. The, gift, the gifts of the Spirit were in operation almost every single time. Sister Sue, you can vouch for this. Brother Frank, you can vouch for this. We would go to prayer meeting that started at 8 o'clock. And sometimes we wouldn't leave until midnight. Isn't that right, Sister Judy? You were there. It happened. And the pot, we would move from the prayer room in the back or the fellowship hall down that L-shaped church. And we'd walk ourselves into that double opening door. It had no doors on it. And we'd walk inside that sanctuary. And they'd start playing the organ. or put This, this same one. This is about the only thing that came from 102 West Harrison Street. We'd play that organ, play the piano, and the power of God would fall. I want to see the church of God right here at 3411 
South Polaris Street. I want to see it evident here. I want to see it evident in your homes. I want your friends to see it. I want your kids' friends to see it. I want to be the church of God. Amen? Stand to your feet all across the building. Praise God. We're going to pray right now. If I, if I could have our people that I scheduled, we scheduled for our baptism, if you'd get our candidate ready right now, we're going to baptize her in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to lift our hands all across the building. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to be the church of God. We want to be the church that the word of God teaches about. We want all of these things, oh Lord, that we have gone through that are, that are listed on our papers here. We want them to be evident in Jesus' name. Lord, we want people to be filled with the Holy Ghost every service. We want people to be baptized in Jesus' name every service. We want to be individuals that disciple people, that show people and direct people according to your word, how we should live. In the name of Jesus Christ, your word declares unto us. It teaches us. It shows us, Lord, how we should live an overcoming life, a separated life, a life that is holy and acceptable unto you, a life that pleases you. Everything we do, Lord, is to please you and to exalt you and to magnify you and to worship you with our life in the name of Jesus Christ. Cover us in your precious blood. Let your power, Lord, be demonstrated in this place tonight, Lord. We lift our voices to you. Come on, true church. Why don't we pray like we're in the upper room right now? Why don't we lift our voices right now? In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of righteous men and women, it avails much. Why don't you pray with some fervency right now? Why won't you pray with authority right now? Do it right now and let God begin to do a work that only he is able to do. We're not trying to make something happen. We're entertaining the power and the presence of the Lord. Show yourself powerful in this place today. Let your word, Lord, be revealed in this place today. Let it be made manifest in our homes, in our lives. Would you agree with somebody right now? Would you grab somebody's hand and lift it to the heavens? In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill us all afresh with the Holy Ghost in the the name of the Lord. Fill us all afresh with your spirit right now in Jesus' name. We honor you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and your power. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Why don't you walk to somebody else and pray with them right now? I want us to take a moment. We got to learn how to linger. We got to learn how to allow the Lord to speak to us and guide us. In the name of Jesus, find somebody next to you or close to you and lay your hand on their shoulder. Do what's comfortable. Do what's natural and just pray for them. In the name of Jesus, touch them, oh God. Minister to their life, Lord. Cover them in your blood, Lord. Cover their heart. Cover their mind in your blood. Mold them and shape them. Make them pliable, O oh Lord, to your will and to your way. Not my will be done, Jesus, but thine will be done. Everything that your word teaches, Lord, I want to abide by it. Everything that your word teaches, Lord, I want to live by it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, brothers and sisters. We're the family of God. Walk across the aisle. Walk across the church. Pray for somebody. Pray for somebody right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let us be unified in our prayers. Let us be unified, oh Lord. Come on, men. I need some of you men. Step out. Go pray for someone. 
Lay your hands on somebody's shoulder. It's all right. Get out of your ordinary. Get out of what you're used to right now. Push yourself a little bit and ask God to touch that person that you're praying for. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, sweep over this congregation. Let your glory be revealed. Let your power be demonstrated in this house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies, find somebody to pray with. Come on, men, find somebody to pray with. Lift your voice to Jesus Christ. Lord, I obeyed your word tonight. Let your word fall on the fallow ground of our heart. Let us, as a body of Christ, Lord, search the Scripture. Let us read the Scripture. Let us know the Scripture, O oh God, that we may walk in your ways and not our ways. We will live what you want us to live and not what we want to live in Jesus' name. Lord, I want your word to be evident. I want your word, Lord, to be evident in this house. I want it to be evident in our homes. In Jesus' name, Lord, my prayer as it was today, Lord, everything that I'm preaching about, Lord, let us hunger for it. Let there be a hunger for it in Jesus' name. Let there be a hunger in our heart. Let there be a hunger in our mind. Let there be a hunger in our assembly. Lord, we are hungry for the things of God. We're hungry, Lord, for the working of miracles. We're hungry, God. We're hungry, God, for the Holy Ghost to fall in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to encourage you. Go read those scriptures. Go study those and get ready. Get ready.